Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <clears throat> Continuing my series of talks on Vishnu Sahasranam. Now we have two more names incorporating the word Swasti. Name nine hundred and four is Swasti book. Swasti means Auspiciousness. Auspicious is not a word used much in English. I think not. Among devotees, that word is used. Otherwise, we won't find it much. Do you have any experience of that? Auspicious? Ever come across it? Hardly. There's hardly even any concept of auspiciousness. That which is auspicious pertains to your good fortune in future. There's no such idea that there are higher forces which uh, can bestow good fortune upon us or that we can act in such a way to make our good fortune in future. In the materialistic outlook, which is predominant in the education system, at least. <clears throat> By materialistic, I mean here not having lots of fancy, rich things, but I mean the, the idea that there's nothing but matter. There's nothing spiritual. So th that is predominant in the school we're taught that indirectly we're taught that we're just a bunch of chemicals because... In the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was God, with God, and the Word was God, said St. John. But the science teachers tell us that in the beginning there was nothing, it exploded. And then it all fell into place, and all the chemicals mixed up and became you and me. You are chemicals. Dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. You're just chemicals, that's all. So the idea that there, there are such things that you can act in a way that will make your good fortune in future, there's no such idea. Even the idea of luck, that's, that's there in every culture, the idea of luck. But at least as far as I remember from being raised in the Western culture, luck is just something that happens to you. There's no real reason for it. It's causeless mercy, but they don't say that. <laughs> it's just you happened, happened to get lucky. But in Vedic culture, it's understood that if you have good fortune, it's because you acted piously previously, or it may be the blessings of persons who are powerful enough to give blessings. <clears throat> Now, what is auspicious? What is good luck? What is good for us? That's another whole discussion because we're talking about the Supreme Lord as the one who bestows auspiciousness. So for the materialist, good luck or good fortune means Janmaishvarya Shuta Sri, birth in a good family, 
wealth, education and intelligence and bodily beauty. And there may be so many other things also. But devotees understand that real auspiciousness means that which increases our devotion to Krishna. And they actually work opposite, don't they? Janmaishvarya Shruta Shribhir Edamanamada Puman Naivar Hatyabitatung Vai Twama Kinchana Gochara Kunti Devi prays to Krishna. That people who are infatuated with the good fortune, if they happen to be born in a good family, to be wealthy, to be educated, and to be good looking. They get that because of their previous pious activities, but then on account of that, they become proud and they're not interested in Krishna. So Krishna is more available to people who don't have any of these things. So from the devotional perspective, if you're born in a low family, there's no such concept of high family and low family. Well, I guess if you're born in a Rothschild or Kennedy family or a descendant of General Custer. That's something. Never heard of General Custer? Americans have, right? That's considered, uh, well, if you're a descendant of General Custer, you're a prime candidate for officership in the, the military. <clears throat> So the, but there's not a concept of high birth as as there is in caste, in India, or even in England they have the uh, the aristocracy. We have there's the first in line for the throne, and then the number two, three, four, and it goes on. Just in case number one, two, three, four, and up to, I don't know how far it goes, but at least up to 30-something, they have who's in line for the throne. So there's some idea of aristocracy. They're all malicious, but they're high class. <laughs> <clears throat> but the opposite, because this is for devotional advancement because that makes one proud and pride is the obstacle, is the main obstacle to devotion to Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Trinadapi Sunichena, Tororiva Sahishruna, Amanina Manadena Kirtaniya Sadaharihi. The qualification to chant Hare Krishna is to be humble and tolerant. But people who have all these material opulences, they aren't. Chaitanya Mahabhu said similarly that Dinere Adhik Daya Kari Bhagavan Kulin Pandit Dhani Bora Abhiman. Chaitanya Mahabhu said that the, those who are in the social perspective, fallen and low, they get the mercy of God more. Because people who are born in high families, who are highly educated and wealthy, they tend to be very egoistic. Of course, it's not always true. 
It can be that someone who's very poor is also very uh, proud. And they've got nothing to be proud about. A pauper is proud of his penny. There's a saying. Prabhupada quoted that. And it may be people with uh, who are favored with various opulences, they're not proud. And in one place, Srila Prabhupada says that if one has all opulences and then is not proud, that's a sign of special mercy from the Lord. <clears throat> now, auspicious and inauspicious, what, what's good for us? There's a different understanding of what's good for us. Uh, people come to sadhus to ask for blessings. People who believe in this, they come for blessings. But generally they want materialistic blessings. And sometimes Srila Prabhupada would ask people, they come for blessings. What do you want blessings for? And they're surprised. Why would you even ask that? Because obviously you want blessings for Shublab, as those are the two things we see, especially in North India. There's a outside houses and shops. There's a swastika, swasti. Remember we're talking about swasti, auspiciousness. So swastika is a symbol of auspiciousness. It's also a name, Hindu name, up to the present day, swastika or swastika for females. And on one side will be written Shub, and the other side is written Lab. Telugu's do that also? It's mostly North Indians. The Marwaris and the Guptas. The Marwaris and Guptas, they're, they're business people. So Shub means, it's like that, auspiciousness. And that's translated into Lab, monetary gain. So these are the, the the symbol of auspiciousness, swastika. And what is auspiciousness? Shub lab. Auspiciousness means ah, there won't be sickness in the family, and life will go on peacefully, like this. You won't get a child who's half crippled, and like so many Marwari families. You ever notice that? If you go preaching among Marwaris, so many Marwari families, they have someone, a family member who's uh, physically or mentally handicapped, or both. It's very common. We have in Salem that uh, Ram Niranjan, he passed away now. Yeah, he's also his grandson, one of them like that. And they look after them, they don't kill them at birth, as maybe they do nowadays, but but uh, they'd be recommended to, probably. But they, they just keep them in the family and they live like that. So, and then we come to the whole consideration of the different kinds of sukriti, another word for piety, the bhoganmukhi sukriti, piety that leads to material enjoyment, mukshan mukhi sukriti, piety that leads to uh, liberation, and bhaktion mukhi sukriti, piety that leads to devotional service. And it may be overlapping according to attitude. Just like 
if a materialistic person goes to bathe in the Ganga, he does so to wash away his sins so he can have materialistic piety. A devotee goes to bathe in the Ganga to worship Krishna for the sake of worshipping Krishna and gets um, devotional service. So it's the same activity but different attitude. And those who bathe in the Ganga, materialistic people, they'll also worship. They generally, when they go to bathe on the, on the bank of the Ganga, there'll be a temple of Shiva, maybe a Vishnu temple, and they'll also do that. So they also get some, some touch with devotional service. <clears throat> then there's a the consideration of prayas and shreyas, what we'll get for our immediate benefit compared to what we get for our long-term, our ultimate benefit. <clears throat> People in this world are generally concerned with immediate benefit. People who are less intelligent, they act for their immediate benefit. People who are more intelligent, they see the long-term. And, and Srila Prabhupada gave the example, that's why children are sent to school. They don't want to go but they go to school for their long-term benefit. This is theoretical. <laughs> um, but the idea is you get your long-term benefit. <clears throat> so materialistic people, they, they don't see far in advance, like animals. Of course, some animals, they store up food for the winter. And they make a nest. They're thinking of the future but they can't think for their spiritual benefit, their, long, their ultimate benefit. Uh, one goes to an astrologer to say, see what is the long-term benefit. Should I marry my son to this girl to see if, in the meantime, a love marriage is going on. A love marriage is based on immediate attraction. It's not based on consideration of long-term compatibility. and Even they might be compatible by nature, but just by coming together, they just make bad luck for each other. That's, that's quite possible also. Astrology is very complex because human beings are very complex. And... Life is very complex. Fate is very complex. Shamasunda, the astrologer, told me once that uh, a man, he died young and he was surprised. He didn't see anything in his chart to suggest that he would die young. Then he looked at the wife's chart and she had widow yoga, vidava yoga. So whoever she marries will cause her husband to die early. So it's worthwhile to check astrology <laughs> for marriage. And then you have to follow it because what happens is the astrologer says, no, no, this match won't work. So you go to another astrologer and say, no, no, it, it won't work. You go to another astrologer and says, it won't work. And when the fourth one says, yeah, it might work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 
Swasti book, name 904, in Vishnu Sahasranam. Swasti means auspiciousness. Book, we generally think of that as eating or enjoying, consuming. It also means to protect, to rule, to govern. Parashara Bhatta, continuing his interpretation of these names in terms of the Achiradi Marga, of how a conditioned soul goes back to Godhead, interprets this name to mean the protector of all that is auspicious. In other words, the devotee goes back to Godhead and then Yadgatvana Nivartante Dhadhama Paramamama, Krishna protects their liberated position and that is the actual auspiciousness going back home, back to Godhead. Anything else in this world is, from the transcendental perspective, not auspicious. It's a great illusion to think that there's anything good in this material world. Someone comes, he's a multi-billionaire. You won't get to meet him because they don't meet such useless people as ourselves. But you can say, yeah, I was a multi-billionaire once, somewhere, sometime, some lifetime. And maybe again, somewhere, some some planet, some lifetime. Even a multi-billionaire is nothing compared to any ordinary demigod. So it's all temporary. The, the king today is the pauper tomorrow. The pauper today is a king tomorrow. So what? So what? you got so much money, but what's, what's auspicious about that? You're not in the slightest bit happy. There's a sense of prestige. But going back home, back to Godhead, means it's actually auspicious. That's our actual position of happiness eternally. So Krishna makes it eternal. And, and the auspiciousness of being with Krishna, seeing Krishna, playing with Krishna, cooking for Krishna, stealing Krishna's lunchbox. That doesn't happen in Vaikuntha. That's, that's in Golok Vrindavan. Serving, serving Radha Krishna in very, various ways. So Krishna, very, very happy to bring the devotee back to Godhead, protects that situation. And even in this material world, uh, <coughs> devotee sees everything as auspicious once he's in the protection of Krishna. It, takes, it can take highly transcendental vision to see this because often devotees, they are put into difficult situations. Srila Bhaktisthansasarthaka speaks of the fire of ordeal that the devotees have to go through to go back to Godhead, to be purified. <clears throat> we, may, we may get uh, a lot of purification in terms of karmic reactions. We, we may have 
billions of lifetimes of karmic reactions and we get a little token of it just in this lifetime to clear it out. But that little token may be huge. <clears throat> but devotees see adversity as Krishna's gift to help me to come to him. And even the demigods who administer for us here on this planet uh, health, wealth, lack of health, lack of wealth, and so on, fame and infamy, all these things, they're also servants of the Supreme Lord. So just like Shani is a famous deity, much worshipped among Hindus. Shani means Saturn. So the Hindus worship Shani to get, because Shani gives all difficulties. So Hindus worshipped Shani to, I'll worship you, leave me alone. But he's also good for austerities. And that if someone is on the path of austerities, then Shani helps that. If you don't want difficulties, he'll give it to you. If you want difficulties, if you want to undertake difficulties for the sake of spiritual advancement, then he'll help you. Uh, Shani, then we have Shukra, Venus, is for material enjoyment. So Shukra may help you just by going away, leaving you alone. Which the uh, or it may give you good fortune, if so you can use it in Krishna's service. <clears throat> A quotation from Srila Prabhupada's rendering of the prayers of the personified Vedas, praying to Krishna. They say, when a person realizes you, he no longer cares about his good and bad fortune arising from past pious and sinful acts, since it is you alone who control this good and bad fortune. The shub, I was saying shub, that also means good fortune. So that uh, that is a long life is one thing. And then anayase marana, to die just die, that's all. When you die, everyone has to die, but a prolonged, difficult death is a sign of bad karma, generally. But if someone just, without any sickness, they just pass away, that's considered a sign of good fortune. Uh, Srila Prabhupada, when he had a heart attack on the ship coming over, he said, actually, that was my time up astrologically, but Krishna gave me more time. So he can change it. Karmani nirdahati kintuja bhakti bhajam. Krishna can just change the karmic reactions. He does for people who worship him. We have that in the nectar of devotion. That you Clap your hands three times in arati and then all the sinful reactions fly away, just like if you clap your hands under a tree the birds fly away. So the same thing. And other meanings of Swasti book. Uh, Shankaracharya gives the meaning of who 
enjoys auspiciousness or he enjoys seeing his devotees enjoy auspiciousness. He enables them to enjoy his blessings. He he bestows the blessings, which means he enables them to uh, to be blissful, to be Krishna conscious. Baladevidya Bhushan gives a similar meaning. Uh, he Baladev says that swasti book means he who protects the swasti of those who remember him. Swasti means auspiciousness, prosperity, blessings, fortune. So he, Vishnu, protects the auspiciousness, the prosperity, the blessings and the fortunes of those who remember him. Or he who himself enjoys that. He himself is all auspicious and he like he likes being himself. He doesn't have to go to a psychotherapist to revamp him and find out his well actually he does, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his his anima. Anima according to Jungian psychology is the suppressed female aspect within the male. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's, he takes on the feelings of Radha for Krishna. <clears throat> Name 905, Swasti Dakshinaha. Dakshina means that which is given. Uh, Sometimes the word is used in English, donation. Sometimes given gift, but it's there's no real term in English for dakshina, exact term. It means that which is given as a duty. Actually, it, it's it's meant to be given to people who do good for you, especially brahmanas who perform sacrifices, or we say guru dakshina. At the time of initiation, one is supposed to give some monetary or other contribution, and it doesn't have to be only at the time of initiation. <coughs> uh, we have that in Bhagavad Gita, that word. What is that verse? Mantrahi namasrishtanam. How does that verse go? Mantrahinam Srishtanam Vidihinam Srishtanam Mantrahinam Adakshinam Yagya Virahita Tamasam Parichakshate. How's it go? I missed one word. Vidihinam Srishtanam Mantrahinam Adakshinam Shraddha Virahitang Yagya Tamasam Parichakshate. That's it. You don't have to look it up. It means that a sacrifice which is performed without following the proper rules, without giving food, without chanting the proper mantras, without giving dakshina to the priests, without faith. If, if any of these qualities are missing, that yagya, that sacrifice, is in the mode of ignorance. So it's an it's an ex essential part of a yagya to give dakshina. The priests who are performing the sacrifice have to be given 
money, gold, cows, uh, maybe uh, cloths, new cloths, uh, land, girls. Sometimes you find that they're given girls. <coughs> if, if they need wives. So, they may be given that. So, Parasha Bhatta interprets this name that one who gives auspiciousness as Dakshina. And this is, you have to understand the whole system of Yajna to understand this, that there's there's the yagyik. In a yagya, a sacrifice, there's the yagyik, which means the priest who performs the activities. The priests, there may be various priests. The hotra, the udgata, the ritvik, and there's one other, I can't remember. Ritvik is one of them. Um, and then there's the yajaman, the one who commissions the sacrifice. And then the yajaman has to give dakshina to the priests. So in this unfolding of this name, swasti dakshina, Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord, is performing an unending sacrifice. We hear at the beginning of the Bhagavatam, that the rishis at Naimisharanya, they wanted to perform a 1,000-year sacrifice for the benefit of the people in Kali Yuga. But they thought, what's going on here? We're getting a black face from the smoke, and that's about it. Better we hear Bhagavatam. Here, let's hear about Krishna instead. That, that, is, that will drive away the bad effects of Kali Yuga. Our sacrifice isn't going to help. It doesn't work very well, the fire sacrifice in Kali Yuga. But Bhagavan is performing an endless sacrifice in which the priests, according to this analogy for explaining the name, Swasti Dakshina, the priests are the devotees in the spiritual world, of which there are two types. In Sri Vaishnava, Prashabhata is Sri Vaishnava. And we have also in uh, our Gorya understanding, although in Gorya understanding they they become of the same category. Then Sri Vaishnava understanding they're Nitya, Nitya Suri, they're there all the time. And then there are the Muktas who come there from the material world. So in this name, Bhagavan is the yajaman, he commissions the sacrifice, and as the dakshina, he gives himself to the devotees. So the dakshina is something given for your benefit, which is to improve your situation and to be enjoyed. So he gives himself to the devotees, and then they enjoy him. And then he gives them auspicious things, should the sattva body, suitable for residence in this spiritual world, a body which never deteriorates. 
and he gives them spiritual power, spiritual knowledge. Uh, this is real auspiciousness. Real auspiciousness is that which is eternal. Anything else is not actually auspicious. How can anything be auspicious if it's limited? Baladevidya Bhushan gives a similar understanding. Yeah, he gives Dakshina to priests who perform sacrifices as devotional service. And he, just like we find, for instance, uh, Prithu Maharaj performed so many sacrifices as a king should do. But he didn't, Prithu Maharaj didn't do it in the matter of karma kanda, but he, he, he did it, the, the sacrifices performed by the king or commissioned by the king involving all the population to benefit all the population. And so that's karma kanda, pleasing Vishnu for the sake of material well-being, swasti. But Prithu Maharaj did it with the motivation of devotional service. So one who does uh, such sacrifices with the motivation of devotional service, Vishnu rewards them by giving all auspiciousness in the form of entrance into his all-auspicious abode. And then in general it can be said that he, he gives auspiciousness to those who perform sacrifices. In the karma khandas, they want auspiciousness in the way they understand it, and he gives that. He's the ultimate giver of all auspiciousness. Demigods may be invoked, but mayaiva vihitan hitan. Ultimately, it's Vishnu who gives. Yipi anyadevata bhakta yajanti shadi anvita. Tepi mameva kaunteya. Yeah, I've got that. What's the, what's the one? No, no, what's the verse that ends? Mayaiva vihitan hitan. Tad andavatu palang. No, 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 no. Yipi anyadevata bhakta. Hmm? Come on, look it up then. It's one of those verses. We're all dunces today. Yeah, they worship with faith the demigods, with the faith that the demigod will give them the reward. But ultimately it's Vishnu who gives the reward. Krishna. Mukundadatta Prabhu quoted the first verse of Madhvacharya's Dwadasa Stotra, that Vasudev, Krishna, he gives boons to those who give boons. So the demigods give boons, but Krishna gives boons to them. Shankaracharya gives three alternative interpretations. Swasti rupena dakshate vardhate. He 
grows. By giving auspicious to others, he grows. He bec- by giving to others, your own prestige is increased. If someone, people like to give, this uh, wealthy people like to give, it increases their prestige. So they, they grow by giving. So the same thing with Bhagavan. He grows by giving. Uh, then also, Dakshina can also mean like Daksha, expert. So he, Shankaracharya also gives the meaning, Swasti datum samarta itiva swasti dakshinaha. He who is very expert in giving auspiciousness. Dakshina shabda asukarani vartate shigram swasti datum ayameva samarta iti swasti dakshina. One who is capable of giving things quickly. You can give it just like that. Uh, he quotes here in this regard, Shankara quotes a verse of which the source is not given. Smara deva devasya sidhyanti sarva siddhaya Sprite sakala kalyana bhajanam yatra jayate Purushas tamajam nityam vrajami sharanang harim smaranadeva krishnasya papa sanghata panjaram shatadhabhedam ayati girir vajrahato yata. I always take refuge in Hari, the Supreme Person, the unborn eternal, who by simply by being remembered becomes the source of all auspiciousness. By mere remembrance of Krishna. All the accumulated sins are destroyed just as all, all the sanghata, the whole collection of sins, are destroyed just as a mountain gets broken into pieces by Indra's thunderbolt. Vanchakalpa tarubhyascha kripa evacha. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. Patitanam Pavanabya Vaishnavega Namona. Yeah, then another meaning. We got more auspiciousness coming here. As soon as Swasti Dakshana, as soon as we remember him, we we become auspicious. So he gives auspiciousness by his remembrance alone. So we should remember in everything we do. Shri Krishna Parnamastu. May everything be offered to Krishna. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I was saying that he, he gives us, he grows by his His very uh, mudra, his varada hasta, mangala hasta, he has his hand like this, giving blessing. So that the very way you see most of the deities of Vishnu, they're standing like this. This means giving blessings. In Kanchi, in South India, they have the, the uh, Varadaraja, the, the king of givers of boons. He's standing there with his hand like this. And on his hand is written in Tamil script, Mahashuchaha, his best blessing is to give uh, abhai prada, the fearlessness. Then another reason he's called swasti dakshana is because uh, 
Lakshmi is very auspicious and he stands on her right side. Dakshina means on the right. How about that? That's a good one. <laughs> he gives her shelter standing on his right, on her right. Hare Krishna. Okay. Vancha kalpatru Okay, I tell you one thing though. Uh, it's better not to give in front of the deity. If you're, if you're giving to a You can give it here, and then we'll. There's no box for. What did she bring? Okay. I I couldn't hear properly. I see. Okay. Now, we seem to be getting more and more of this. <laughs> Is that a sign we should have a museum here? <laughs> People, it seems that devotees are getting inspired like that. Hmm. So, no, no, give it to him. On the day of your birth, not your birth, not actual day. That was one of the originals ones printed in 1954, is it? 53. 53. So, um, you know, Prabhupada was trying so hard there and with very little success. <laughs> so now um, you all are fulfilling his desires. <laughs> And then Srila Prabhupada's easy journey to other oh, planets. Wow. And then his, and in there is an advertisement for a subscription to Back to Godhead magazine for an entire year to a 20, um, two rupees, 25 pice for a year subscription. <laughs> and here is Prabhupada's first um, advertisement for his Srimad Bhagavatam. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> um, at the time, there were two volumes printed, and so he's, um, this is somebody else wrote, the managing committee of the League of Devotees asking people to subscribe so that when the other volumes come out, they can get them. So you can... You didn't steal all this from Akinath, did you? <laughs> no, I had them forever, you know, since, um, you know, 1970. She says no as if, well, I might have done, but... Chai, <laughs> <laughs> so please accept... Then you have to ask Akinath Prabhu about how to preserve all the, Presumably he has all these things. He must have. Probably. Yeah, he must have. You have to ask about preservation. Hare Krishna. Oh, it's very well preserved, this one, huh? 
But I think this is a 1960s edition. Is it? Or it's a reprint. It's hard to say. Because... Hmm. All right, this is this is a Krishna Books edition, K KBI. This is a KBI edition with the uh, website and everything. So. Okay. Ask Ekanath Prabhu about preservation. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.